You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddie Correa. You know, on your podcast, you were talking about loaning your friends and family money. And instead of borrowing, you know, bothering them about the money they borrowed week after week, that eventually if they didn't pay you back, it was a lesson you learned. And you looked at that as giving them a gift. And I thought that was a very good lesson. It reminded me of a Bronx tale. When the guy's chasing this guy around, you know, in the Bronx, so he's chasing him around town several times. Where's my $20, Frankie? Where's my $20, Frankie? Every time Frankie sees him, he runs. One day, he's chasing him through the city, and Sonny stops him and goes, what are you doing? He's like, the fucker owes me $20. What am I going to do? The other fat Italian guys are like, beat his ass, kill him. Sonny's like, y'all are a bunch of hoodlums. Shut the fuck up. He takes him aside and says, listen. Do you even like this guy that much? He goes, eh, he was an okay friend. He goes, even if he was your best friend. Look at it like this way. It cost you $20. He's never going to bother you again. He's never going to ask you for money again. And he's going to leave you alone and never talk to you again. If anything, it only cost you 20 It only cost you $20 to find out he's a piece of shit. And that's what I love about that movie, is it teaches you valuable life lessons. And that's what I like about a good podcast, like The Church of What's Happening, or the JRE, or Duncan Trussell. Or the Freddie Korea podcast, because honestly, brother, I'm only three episodes in. I've laughed, teared up a little because I've had a hard year too, but I've learned some life lessons. And that's what's good about any podcast. You can make dick jokes, you can make fart jokes, you can just talk a lot of shit about people, but you keep it real and I appreciate that. I don't even know if you could ever use this in a podcast, but I just thought I'd share that with you, brother. Hey, this is Freddie Korea. That right there that you just heard was a voicemail from my buddy Cash Donovan. Thank you for leaving that voicemail, bro. Uh, I really appreciate it. He's one of the members of the Church of What's Happening Now Facebook group. And we've, uh, you know, I get to meet a lot of great people, even though I haven't met them face to face. So we connect. And especially Donovan, uh, Cash Donovan, he posted a picture one time. And me, I look at details in the background and I'm like, I got the same blanket. So then I show, I sent him a picture of this blanket. And, um, and what's crazy is that one day I saw the same blanket on a, one of those naughty videos. So I sent him the link. <laughs> I guess we got a popular blankie. We're blankie brothers. Um, he left me another voicemail with a freestyle about that, actually. I'm going to play that on uh, another upcoming episode. But thanks for the voicemail. And he's referring to uh, episode 202, not too long ago, The Slave and the Lender. Now, today on the episode, we have me, Freddie Korea. And this is called The Piss in a Cup episode. Enjoy. Hey, we are back. It's Freddy. I'm just jumping on the freeway over here. Hands-free, podcasting like a G in Las Vegas. Beautiful Las Vegas. And it's a beautiful day today. I'm just jumping on the freeway off of Russell, going south on 15. Right by the Raiders Stadium. Man, it looks beautiful. I'm so excited about the Raiders Stadium. Um, I've been taking pictures since they started building and be actually right when they announced where it was going to be, I started taking pictures. So I've been doing some progression 
pictures. I'm going to be uploading that on Instagram like a collage pretty soon because this is the year, guys. This is the year Raiders are coming to Vegas finally after all the delegation or whatever. It, it, it was rough, man. They were playing with their hearts for a while. I, the Raiders wanted to leave Oakland. You know, they wanted to leave Oakland. They didn't get a new stadium. They were thinking of going to San Diego or maybe back to Los Angeles or San Antonio. I love San Antonio. I've never been there, but I got a lot of friends. I love Texas. But you can't be San Antonio Raiders. Can you imagine that? I would have had to give up teams just like football. I, I, I don't know. I just couldn't. But, hey, now I know how the people in Oakland feel where they're saying uh build and we won't come or something like that a lot of people are pissed i get it leaving oakland twice okay they left in the 80s i think it was late 70s for a few years to los angeles then they in the and then they went back they won a super bowl in los angeles against the redskins i think it was 84 or 85 but um i feel it man it's painful when your team leaves your city I mean, I don't feel it. I haven't gone through it, but I, I can see what the way they would feel. I, just the thought of me, like, rooting for the San Antonio Raiders, that wouldn't work. But it's Las Vegas. Who doesn't love Las Vegas? Everybody loves Las Vegas, okay? Las Vegas Raiders, that just sounds perfect. And I love how it's right in the entrance of, like, when you're about to hit the strip, even though it's... The, the freeway you just see it you see mandalay bay on the right and then the raider stadium on the left beautiful so everybody's gonna get to see their team in las vegas come out here watch a circus Soleil. come see freddie at la comedy club on tuesdays every tuesday at eight o'clock you know go see edwin san juan go see a comedy show go watch the raiders win or lose celebrate it's crazy, man. I, when I moved to Vegas, I had no idea we were going to have a hockey team, too. I haven't been to a hockey team yet, but it's changed the morale here a lot. Like, for a long time, you've always heard that Vegas, no one's from Vegas. Like, there's no real culture. There's no... Everybody's an immigrant. But now you see everybody wearing Las Vegas, Las Vegas Golden Knights jerseys, bumper stickers. It's like we're pretty, you know pre-united and, and it's kind of i think it happened around the first season was the yeah it was the same year of the shooting and that really united people it's very strange the way that happens right kind of like 9-11 people um got together were friendlier in new york for about a week but uh yeah here in vegas man you see it in businesses golden knights i can't wait to start seeing that with the raiders I, i'm already seeing it like in gas stations, we, you know, Las Vegas Raiders bumper stickers on the wall. <laughs> uh, home of the Raiders. It's amazing. Football's so great. And the XFL's out now. It just launched. I didn't even notice, but I'm excited about that. How cool is that? I, I hope the XFL is successful. I know there's a lot of jokes and people have talked a lot of shit because it was um, a tragedy when it came out the first time. XFL is, uh, for those of you that don't know, it's a new league for football. 
owned by Vince McMahon, the owner of WWE. He had he loves football and he had this vision of having a league a long time ago and it didn't work out. It was supposed to be better and more extreme than uh, NFL. But this time, I think they're doing it right, man. Instead of, like, talking shit about the NFL, they're just coming out there and playing some football, which is great. I was watching some of the highlights. I'm like, this is some good football right here, man. I know everybody in the audience, um, they probably got free tickets. I don't know, man. (laughs) I remember when Reno, my hometown Reno, had a football team for a little bit. It was uh, arena football. And... Everybody got free tickets. No one paid for that shit. But we went out there. We didn't even have the the jerseys. There was no jersey, no merch. We just wear the colors. I think it was green. And my buddy, my buddy Lee, uh, was was playing. I think wide receiver. And man, Lee's super talented, man. He he was scoring touchdowns like crazy. We're going we're going crazy. But yeah, it's when you launch something, you gotta give out a lot of tickets it's like comedy clubs you gotta paper the room man but uh i was watching the highlights for xfl and i was seeing the 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 fans they were already wearing merch it's like damn vince mcmahon you guys doing it right he got a bunch of rich ass people that wanted to invest in it and the league owners they probably told them hey you better start selling your merch early start telling your town uh, Houston has a team, and I think it was easy for that guy because they're wearing, like, Houston uh, Texans uh, colors, red, white, and blue. So that must have been easy. Shit, you could just wear your, your Texans jersey. <laughs> I think it's good. It's like minor league. That's what it should be. Why not? Why not just instead of competing against the NFL – Make it more like for the people that, that get out of college and they can't make it to the NFL. They get cut too early. But they still want to play, man. So, that's pretty cool. I'm happy about that. And I'm in the middle of listening to uh, my buddy's new podcast. You got to check him out. My buddy, Grumzilla Ernesto. Uh, he has a new podcast called Flashback with the Homies. I uh, was listening to it. And I paused it because I'm like... I have a little bit of a drive right now. I better start recording. I haven't, uh, other than the intro for the last episode with Dave Nunez, um, I haven't done a little podcast for a little bit. I think the last one I did solo cast was where I talked about Kobe and the Ari Shafir controversy. So, yeah, check out my friend's podcast. I can't wait to listen to it again. But I, I, he was talking about, on episode two, about bodybuilding and lifting and my, my buddy Grumzilla, man, he lifts this dude. He's he's built like a tank, okay? Also a Raider fan. And he has these bodybuilders on the episode. They're talking about the difference between bodybuilding and powerlifting. Bro, this shit opened my mind. Because, I, I, you know, you go to the gym, you don't know who's who. You don't know if somebody's just, uh, you know, lifting to look good. Or you might have somebody that's actually like a dancer at the chippendales or the aussie heat out here in vegas or a dancer a stripper with respect you know what if you're a little guy and you're just trying to do a lot of cardio and you're that little guy that jumps around and gets thrown around on a circus ole show i'm telling you vegas is full of them full of entertainers 
You go to the gym and you have all kinds of people. So I, I've never known that. I've never known the difference. I always see people like, I've seen fat dudes lifting hella heavy shit. And I'm like, go. Damn. Now I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, that's a power lifter. Because I'm always like, are these people, why are they lifting and they're still fat? But there's a huge difference. There's a difference in the in the diet. You know, you want to be slim. You want to be fit, cut, big. It's pretty cool, man. So this is encouraging. And the reason I'm talking about it is because it's motivating me, man. It's motivating me to get back in the gym. I've talked about it so freaking much. And I keep falling off. But, you know, you got house projects. You got things that come up. You get sidetracked. But, yeah, I'm excited, man. This month, February, though, it's going to be tough. But I'm going to start making the changes. I have a buddy at work um, that we text each other. He's been motivating me to start doing push-ups, you know, and uh, like in the morning. And I said, bro, I, it's embarrassing, guys. This is embarrassing. You're going to hear this, but I... The, I've never been able to do push-ups. I'm a, I'm big. I'm tall. I'm just fucking. I'm a facade, bro. I, I'm just loud. I'm weak. Okay, at least in my chest area. I, I told my friend, I'm like, I don't even think I could do two, bro. He's like, just do it, man. Just do, just try it, bro. And and every day do it and try to do one more. And I've been doing it, guys. The first time I tried it, we were at lunch, right? We are at this chicken place. And uh, we are eating good. We are eating healthy, you know? And we are like, just do it right now. Get on the floor and just see how many you can do. Guys, I busted out five. I know, it's embarrassing. I'm six feet tall. I'm almost 250 pounds. And um, that's all I could do, guys. My buddy is taller than me, and he's big, too. But he was in the military, so he's used to doing the push-ups. He has that upper body strength. So then uh, I've been doing them every day, right? And and then all of a sudden on the on the third day, I was up to seven. And now I'm up to eight. So it's like it, that shit really works, man. You just got to take the time, and it's it, you, you know I haven't been able to go to the gym, but I, I feel good that I'm doing something. But um, now we're incorporating squats. No weights, just the squats. And I did 10. I started yesterday. And I, I definitely feel I'm stronger in my lower body, like my legs. My, I have strong legs, that's for sure. I got, I got these fucking calves, bro. You don't even know these fucking calves. Um, and I did, okay, I just did 10. <laughs> But I was trying to focus that, you know, that I was lifting with my butt muscles, my glutes or whatever. And I was really focusing that I'm not doing it with my, you know, how you might be doing with like the muscles around your knees or, and I'm keeping my back straight. And holy shit, guys, my ass hurts today. Like my butt, not my butthole, just my cheeks. Like, I really feel like, damn, this, this is dope. Imagine later, like. Once I could get up higher, just with no weights, I want to start doing my deadlifts again. I used to do deadlifts a while back. My squats with weights. So, I got my gym membership, but sometimes I can't get to the gym. I got a lot of housework right now this month. 
got so many projects um i'm gonna be pausing this but i want to talk about my house projects shit that i've been learning it's crazy when you buy a house it really does change um the way you think about living you don't just go home and watch tv unless you i mean maybe i don't know everybody's different but there's always a new project to do man I guess I guess if you have the money to pay a plumber, a heater guy, if you got the money to always be paying people uh, to fix the shit that you could fix yourself, I guess it's different. But man, I don't. I got. I get home. I, I barely have time to um, to like let's say even cook, and and we've been really good about eating at home now. That's been great, but. There's always something new because I get home and I'm rushing out, showering, got to go do some comedy. And then the nights I've been taking a lot of nights off because I got so many projects, but it really has changed my mindset. It's it's really cool. And I feel like it's um, it's helping me grow a lot in knowledge of uh, being a handyman, just being efficient, you know, fucking working with my hands because, you know, I've been doing anything with technology for a long time cables uh phone wires anything that has to do with technology i have been networking uh computer networking all that stuff you know i've learned it from experience on the job but man it's pretty cool learning a bunch of shit about the house fixing pipes my brother's a plumber he, my brother's the ultimate handyman he he's been a plumber for a long time but he now he does uh he flips houses and he has a crew that does, uh, like a crew that's working with him. But he does everything. Everything about electricity, plumbing, of course, sewage is plumbing. But, like, everything. every Anything you can think of of a house. Lighting, framing. He does it all. So, anyway, I got to pause this. But I, I, I got to get back. I want to talk about my brother. Um, how I gave, I gave him a call. And he, he, he's always walked me through shit. It's pretty cool. All right, guys, I'll be back. All right, I'm back. I just I just pissed in a cup. Just pissed in a cup. Pissed in a cup. Pissed in a cup. Um, It's one of my favorite things about being a guy, a male, you know. I could piss in a cup if I want. If I'm driving, I don't have to pull over. I just piss in a cup. Piss in a cup. Piss in a cup. Cup. Piss cup. Got my piss cup. The only thing that sucks about that is that I always got to be careful um, because I'm drinking my coffee and sometimes I grab my cup without looking and yeah, definitely got to be careful with um, pissing in a cup. Make sure you take off, take out the straw. You take out the straw, you eliminate 70% of the issues about drinking your own piss. Now, there's still a chance because sometimes you piss in the cup, you put it back in the cup holder, and you don't necessarily put the lid back on, but you want to take a little sip of coffee. That almost happened right now. I know it sounds gross. I'm sorry, everybody, for being gross, but it's the truth, all right? Uh, it just happened. I almost pissed. I almost drank my own piss. <laughs> So make sure you put the lid, as soon as you're, you're done doing your thing, put the lid back on. 
worry about the wiener later, okay? The wiener, just don't worry about that so much. Right away, put the lid back on. There might be a, a fucking... If you drink your piss, man, it's like, that's one of those things you got to take, like secrets, you got to take to the grave. You can't be telling everybody, unless you're Freddy and you're doing it on the podcast. <laughs> like, like shitting your pants. I've shit my pants so many times, but I tell, I've told, I tell people all the time. I, that happens to me like four or five times a year. It almost happened today in the morning. Holy shit, that almost happened today. I almost shit my pants today, guys. Um, but um, some people shit their pants and they never tell anybody. They, they take it to the grave. I would think more females would take it to the grave than males, right? Because guys are more like, they don't care. We talk about farts, shitting. And then um, there's some girls. Some girls do it, though. Not every girl. But definitely, for sure, more girls will probably take it to the grave. Like, I've never shit my pants. I've never taken a shit. Yeah, that's a, that's a privilege I like about being a male. Just being able to piss in a cup. Because, ladies, they, you have to definitely pull over on the side of the road, squat, find a bush. That sucks, dude. That's why they don't they have this little invention? They have the little invention for the women. Uh, you could get it on Amazon, dude. They should be a sponsor. I forgot what it's called, um, but it's this little thing you, that helps you pee. You could pee standing up. You just attach it to your area, and then it, it, it funnels out like a like a little penis, and and then you could just pee standing up. Maybe you could piss in the cup too. Oh shit. I should patent that, like a strap-on. So then you just like, you got piss, you're driving, you don't want to pull over, you're running late, just piss in a cup, piss in a cup, piss in a cup, piss in a cup, cup, piss cup. Yeah. There you go. That's the that's the name of the episode, piss in a cup. Piss in a cup. Pee in a cup? No, I piss in a cup. I squat with a cup. I, what? I squat. I squat with a cup no i piss in a cup piss in a cup Woo! that's the privilege guys we have a huge you know we we have a lot of privileges men we really do women we people have talked about this before obviously women you go through a lot of shit you got your monthly friend you got babies you got to deal with you got guys coming inside you that's it's horrible. I, I said it on the last episode. That's so gross that women let that happen. Disgusting. Let somebody put their own their 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 liquid inside of you. Ugh. But um, you go through some shit, ladies. I'm not gonna lie. You go through some shit. Why do I sound like a black comic? Yeah, ladies, you go through some shit. God damn. Um. I privilege is a is a crazy thing. You, you, we hear it all the time, but when you stop and think of it, and when you when you see it, it's like it hits you sometimes. Like yesterday, I got home, and there was this white truck. I've never seen a white this white truck in my neighborhood, and it was just parked in front of my house, directly in front of my house. 
and it's the street. I don't own the street, you know. There's no, it's not a, a work vehicle. It's just like a nice, big, white truck, like a Tundra. And then they have the, the, the light on inside. And I'm like, who are these people? And it was these two white dudes with white shirts and a black tie. And I'm like, oh, they're missionaries, Mormon missionaries. So I'm like, I didn't think nothing of it. I'm like, oh, they're good people. Mormons are good people. I love Mormons, you know? And I sit there and I'm thinking, they probably already hit up my neighborhood. They're getting ready to leave. But they just saw I just pull into my driveway. They might want to talk to me. I don't know. So I'm, I sit in my truck for a little bit. And, uh, and then my neighbor uh, pulls up at their house. And my neighbor used to own my house. We became friends. But uh, our, my house used to be like an Airbnb. So they, they got tired of doing the whole cleaning and renting. And uh, they just decided to get rid of the house. So my house was kept up pretty nice, but you know, it's an older house. There's always going to be things that come up. We had that heater issue and now we have a leak with our plumbing and it's probably in the pool. But, uh, so I, I had asked him, do you know where the main valve shut off is? And he had told me that when I got off work, he was going to let me use this tool. Right? So he pulls up and now I'm like, all right, that's my move before these Mormons get me. Right? He pulls up with his wife, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? Uh, and I'm just, you know, I see that they're taking down groceries. Well, these two Mormon dudes, they get off their truck, and they're like, hey, you need some help with that? And I turn around. I'm like, what? I just looked at them. I didn't even say anything to them, and I just turn around, and then I ask my neighbors, hey, you guys need help with that? <laughs> So I'm like, I just, I just, I know what they were doing. I think, you know, they're, you know, they're out there preaching, uh, their gospel and that's a great way to be friendly and, and then jump in, you know, it's the sales guy uh, technique. You're going to get in there, uh, make common, find common ground, make a connection and then boom, you're going to send the pitch to them. Hey, do you want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you want to feel this warm feeling in your in the bottom of your belly? Is that what it is? You feel like they say when you accept Christ and you're and you receive the Holy Ghost, you feel warm in your body. And uh, anyway, so they say that, and I just turn around and ignore them, because I I'm already in conversation with my neighbor saying what's up. I'm about to get that tool he's gonna let me use for the water valve, and they just straight up interrupted me and do you need some help with that? And they're young Mormon missionaries. They're, they're most of the time. I think all of the time they're, they're called elders, which is weird, but they're all young, fresh out of high school. And they usually go do their missionary trip before they hit college. And they're young kids, man. They're just they're They go to, they get trained on finding ways to reach out to people and all that. And they just, it was just the worst time to yell that out. So we, I ignore them. My neighbors ignore them. And it was kind of sad. They just got back in their truck and turned it on and just left. <laughs> just like Napoleon Dynamite. Remember when, um, 
when uh, that girl's selling Tupperware, and then she's like, "Oh, it's unbreakable," and then it breaks, and she just runs away. Am I? Am I? Was it her or Napoleon? I don't know. But they just run away in shame. <laughs> um. But to me, I, one of the things that hit me, and I thought about, it, I'm like, that's some. And I'm not. I'm not trying to be racist. Okay, this is not a racial podcast. I'm not a uh, la raza or you know, militant against, I'm never that person. My co-host, why the fuck am I explaining myself? Fuck you. Anyway, I just thought, that's some white privilege shit right there. You just get off your truck and yell out at nighttime, you're parked in front of a, a, someone's house, and you you see the person that parked next to them walking over there, and you yell out, you need some help with that? It's a very nice thing to say. Don't get me wrong. It's super nice. Very nice. But can you imagine? I just thought, can you imagine two black dudes? Okay, just just think about it, guys. Can you imagine two black dudes are parked in front of your house? They're strangers. They're just chilling there with the truck on. The cabin light is on. And they're just talking. Yeah, they're dressed up nice. Let's let's put the nice white t-shirts and the black tie on right and then they jump out of the car and they yell at you you need some help with that hey motherfucker you need some help with that uh can you imagine like even if they didn't obviously like if they're like mormons they're not going to talk like that but can you imagine that wouldn't that be scary wouldn't that be scary guys if there were mexican dudes and and i'm mexican if there were cuban dudes i would be like who the fuck Oye, necesita ayuda con eso. I'm like, what the fuck? Who the, where the fuck you come from, motherfucker? But because there were two nice white kids, um, Mormon missionaries, I just turn around I'm like, huh? And just fucking ignore them. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was a little, like, there's nothing against them, guys. Nothing, you know, no one chooses their skin color, but that's, when people say white privilege, I hear it and this and that, but I, I, you don't stop and see it. Or brown privilege. Let me give you some brown privilege, okay? How many times have you heard me or uh, in the past, you know, not anymore unless I'm playing video games. But you don't hear me say the N-word. But, you know, we get away with it, guys. Hispanics, we get away with it so much. And I understand if you're from a neighborhood uh, and you grew up, that's all it is around you. You know, Tongans do it too. But that's some, like, that's some brown privilege shit right there, dude. Look at Fat Joe says the N-word. Takashi 69 says the N-word. Even in jail. Uh, you know, I, 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 I used to say it openly and publicly. And, 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 you know, one thing I learned about the N-word is that it's such a cool word. We all know that. But it's not cool to say it when you're not around your people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it sounds, it just doesn't sound right. As an adult, you realize it just don't, even like black people know that. Black people, look, I have black friends that say it around me uh, when I was growing up. I mean, I grew up in, and I've told you this, in Reno, in, in the government apartments. 
And it was white kids, black kids, Tongans, Mexicans, Salvadorans. We all said the N-word. All of us. We used to say to each other. I used to say to their parents. <laughs> my friend Travis would invite us to eat. Me and my white friend, uh, Chris Franklin. And we used, to, we used to play brick ball. We used to just yell the N-word in his house. Playing Super Nintendo. You know? Um, I don't say it anymore. We're living in a different time, guys. Living in a different time. Uh, if I'm around Sammy, my homies, it's different. But it's... Even in high school, you know... No, I would say when you get out of high school and you hang out with black friends that say the N-word... They don't say it around white people. You start growing and you start learning that because you don't want to give them the okay to say it. You see what I'm saying? Like, I have this black friend that's a comic out here in Vegas. And um, I'm not going to give a lot of detail. You'll figure out who it is. So, um, is a black dude that's not the typical person that would be saying the N-word. Because there's no black accent. There's no ghetto hood accent and um like right now i'm talking like my accent changes constantly but like when i'm around my my homies my 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 accent changes it really does i'm a, like a fucking chameleon and but this this dude talks like caucasian do you see what i'm saying like he talks he doesn't have that accent like i'm from the hood accent and I see him dropping the N-word in front of white people and all kinds of people. But he's using it like a crutch to be funny. There's, And and I felt like telling him, but like, why, why are you saying it around? There's no other black people around here. Like, you're saying it around white people. And and usually that's the, that's the fucking person that when, when a black dude gives you a pass to say it. It better be a dude from the hood, not not a dude that sounds like fucking Carlton. You see what I'm saying? Like, like the you get passes in the hood, but it's it's kind of like the movie Gridlock. Oh, such a great movie with Tupac and Tim Roth, and uh, and and then Tim Roth is saying the N word around other black people, and he's like, "Hey, I I could say nigga." He's like, "No, you can't say nigga around me." And he's like, but I, I'm friends with him, remember? And then he's, he has the balls to say it. It's fucking crazy. But but it's like there's a code to it. There's a code. You don't just drop it around other black people that don't know you. You know? But to get back what I was saying, I think that's some brown privilege right there. Fuck. You ever think about that? Brown privilege. You have a pass, I guess, to say the N-word. But if you say it, and there, there's some consequences, if you're going to say it, you better be fucking ready, dude. <laughs> Don't just be fucking, be a Mormon missionary just because you're brown and be like, hey, y'all niggas need help with that? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I'm outside Home Depot. I was going to tell you about my brother. My brother, Carlos, he's a plumber. And and he, you know, he, he, uh, he's been a plumber since the 90s. He knows his shit, you know. And 
Anytime I've had issues with electrical, because he knows everything. He's the ultimate handyman. And he's always helped me. Over the phone, he'll send me, he sends me, he's like, last night I asked him a question about uh, plumbing and he sent me a picture. He drew it out for me, what I need. He's a fucking genius. Like my brother Carlos, I've always looked up to him. Even when he used to gang, gang bang, I used to want to be like him, fucking be a gang banger and shit, you know? Um, but now he's settled down. He's actually a Mormon. <laughs> His wife's a Tongan. And holy shit, Tongans use the N-word like a motherfucker. Dude, try to tell a Tongan not to use the N-word. <laughs> oh, but um, anyway... So I've had an issue with my pipes lately. There's a leak in my house. And I had a plumber come out to and straight up try to rip us off. Same thing as the AC guy. $400 just to replace a valve, the main shut off. Because you got to shut off the 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 main when you when you're trying to find a leak in your house, you got to shut off the main line coming in. And and then you can start testing, see where the leak is coming from, from a sink, from a toilet. Um, in my case, I think it's the pool. I got a hunch that it's the pool. So, like I said, my neighbor let me use this tool. Well, turns out my fucking valve is broken. So, yeah, we had a plumber come out. Close to $400, guys, just to replace a valve. And I'm thinking... I have, why the fuck am I calling a plumber? I guess it's good, because then you learn. You kind of learn, right? You learn, you open your eyes. But um, I call my brother, and my brother's like, yeah, that's so easy. You could do it in, like, 40 minutes. I'm like, maybe you could do it in 20 or 40 minutes. I, it might take me a long-ass time, but, but the point is that I could do it. I could learn it. So he sent me all the stuff I need. He sent me some links for some YouTube videos. And that's what's so cool, man. What I was telling you earlier about buying a house is like it really changes the way you view life or your house, I guess. You know, in my situation, I like I'm very self-efficient. Like I've grown a lot. Uh, I've rented a house before for a long time. I've had a house before the first time we bought a house. But I was still young, get off work, play video games, watch TV. Um it it was it was different so now that i'm older 37 now i if i see a problem i want to fix it i don't i don't want to i don't want to be calling other people like when i needed to add a door to my house i'm like i could do this shit and i added a door i i cut out a door in the uh, cut out a hole in the wall installed the door um and I learn from other people. My neighbor, he's a carpenter. He shows me a lot of shit. But you could just learn. It's crazy how you could. The world we live in where you could just learn everything on YouTube now. You know. Um, notice how my accent changed now. Now I'm talking different. <laughs> I'm talking to more like. Uh, I'm not all hyped up anymore. But. Yeah, man. So I'm outside Home Depot. I'm about to get some pipes. And some uh, fittings. I'm going to do this little project and hopefully that's the first step. I got to fix my valve and then find the leak. So, yeah, I've been doing a lot of shit in the house. My buddy Trick is a uh, Tricks. He's a comic. He's going to move in 
Uh, my project at the house that I'm doing right now is, uh, see, my house is a house from the 70s. It's a three-bedroom house, but whoever lived there before, a long time ago, they converted the garage into a master bedroom. So now it's a big-ass fucking room with a bathroom, a walk-in closet, and it's just me and Lizzie. And over the last couple of years, we've been trying to become minimalists where get rid of a bunch of stuff we don't need, stuff that's just laying around. Why have it? We really have gotten rid of so much crap. You You have no idea, guys. Uh, my garage, when we used to have a garage, it was more of a storage place because we didn't, we didn't really use the garage for a car is because we had so much bullshit, dude. Mostly me, too many memories. I didn't want to let go objects, video game systems, wires, a bunch of wires, cell phone, cell phone chargers. You ever keep a cell phone charger? You're like, one day I'm going to go through this old cell phone. And save the pictures. But no. In the meantime, it's been fucking... Now the battery's dead on it. You can't ever recharge it. Because cell phone batteries sucked back then. Now you're just holding on to some shit. That's why I love that Asian lady on Netflix. I forgot her name. But she has a really good show about hoarding. How to let go of shit. So, anyway. We decided, Lizzie and I. We don't need all this space. How about, you know, be business minded and rent it out and we decided to convert that big old room into a mini apartment and i'm almost done i'm getting there but now i have this fucking curveball with the leak so this this month of february has been like very very fucking uh how would i say it's crunch time all right because tricks is going to be moving in in march 1st we're uh, today's february 13th yeah and we got to fucking, I got to put in some work, guys. So, anyways, I'll wrap this up. It was great talking about the shit that's going on and brown privilege and white privilege, all that stuff. And, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited about the stuff that I'm doing, though. I'm growing, self-sufficient. I love home people, man. My buddy has a joke where he's like, I was at Home Depot the other day, but I was inside. <laughs> I, I've, I don't know how it goes. Sammy says that joke. It's hilarious. Because usually, I don't know, if you live in, uh, in outside of the States, if you're in Europe or Canada, I don't know if you have a Home Depot. Home Depot is a home improvement store. And there's always Mexicans outside. And the reason there's Mexicans is because people pick them up to go do projects you know people that have projects at the house and they need an extra hand they pick up mexicans to go help them they pay them a labor's day and a meal or something and that's what i love about fucking latinos man latinos are hard workers they're out they're out here i see i'm staring at them right now um but yeah they're out here it breaks my heart man that they're out there all day just waiting for somebody to scoop them up just to go do some work Fuck. I'm so lucky, guys. We're lucky. We're fucking lucky. If, you, if you're listening to me on this futuristic um, telephone that you could hear a radio show on, and, and you're drinking a coffee, enjoying a coffee, and you're not freezing your ass or getting killed by the cartel, or fucking, you know, we're fucking lucky, guys. 
appreciate. Appreciate that you could piss in a cup. Men and women. Okay, you could piss in a cup. All you need is that gadget, ladies. I'm going to get, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to find out the name of it. That way, ladies, every lady should be able to piss in a cup. If you're a lady, you piss in a cup. All right?